This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Man, uh, Montreal, they, they really know how to welcome back their players, don't they? That was emotional. That was so emotional. Was I, so I, heavy. I loved how the camera kept cutting to Mark Bergevin up there. Just <laughs> do, you, do you think he's sort of sitting up, up there in his box being like, man, I, I made the, the wrong decision here? Uh, if he wasn't before he fired uh, Tyrion, he probably is now because... He, the coach wanted didn't didn't want PK, so he got now he's got rid of the coach and he, it's not looking good. <laughs> must must be feeling a bit awkward there in Montreal, um, especially over that weekend. But uh, this is Puck Yeah, we are New Zealand's hockey podcast. Now we're trying to do things a little bit differently this week. Um, we're trying to condense everything down and uh, down to forty five minutes. We we're gonna keep this keep this pace up, keep it going, and uh, we would really love to get your feedback on this specific show to see how you guys feel about it. So, on this week's show, we have what's going on with the Leafs and the Ducks. We give away a subscription to The Athletic. And do we have the return of the Harford Whalers? And advertising hockey games and men's toilets. That sounds disgusting. Plus, we desperately squeeze as much pop culture as we can into the very limited time we have available to us. It's a 45-minute show. Joe is on his lunch break, so let's go. Uh, so we talked about PK and everything. That was that was really awesome. Um, I would say if you haven't seen the uh, the tribute video, go and watch it. We posted it on our Facebook and Twitter at Puckcare Podcast. Go check that out. And uh, our teams faced each other over the weekend, the Leafs and the Ducks. They did, and uh, Anaheim, and I love that you're wearing an Anaheim Ducks t-shirt right now. Throwback, throwback. Uh, the good logo. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Anaheim smoked them. It was um, a bit of a disappointing end to the California trip for the Leafs, really. Yeah, <laughs> just, a, just a tad. Uh, I, I don't know what happened there, honestly. Like, they came out of, you know... San Jose, LA and Anaheim with only one point. Um, and at this time of year, you just, you can't do that. You know, that's going to kill your playoff chances. You know, you had, they lost in the final minutes against San Jose. Um, did you see the way that game was won? Uh, James and Van Riemsdyk and Jake Gardner. What? It's like playing um, like midget hockey. Just like, follow the puck, follow the puck. Oh, and a guy's open. It's cool. Yeah, like you had three people on Patrick Mallow, and then in comes yeah, he scored four goals in one game. He is awesome, but does he need three people? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, Jake Gardner should have pulled back. Uh, two was enough. He definitely didn't need that third guy. And then of course, in Waltz Waltz's uh, Thomas Hurdle, uh, Marlow passes in the puck, and he does this really beautiful um, top shelf uh, blocker side snipe on the short side. I might add. So that was. I mean, you couldn't blame Freddie Anderson for that one. That was just a perfectly placed shot, but the defense should have bailed him out there. No, and Freddie had made like 105 saves already in that game. So, what was that noise? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're off to a great start already. I don't know if that was that was your mic or... Uh, I don't know. Something came through in the cans. 
Uh, Weirdly. <laughs> yeah, anyway, hopefully you guys... It's pretty hear innocent it. trying to get in and say, hey, I, I made all those saves and then... It's like a poltergeist. Defense fucked me. <laughs> yeah, you can blame your defense all you want, buddy. Um, and then, of course, you know, they could have forced that to overtime. Didn't happen, didn't get a point. Uh, struggles in the shootout continued by losing uh, 3-2 to LA. And then they just didn't show up against the Ducks. And it was weird because Anaheim were coming off their um, mandatory bye week. So you would have thought they'd be a bit slow. But they um, just steamrolled them. Yeah, freaking Ricard Raquel just showed how dangerous he really is. Could have been a leaf. Could have been a leaf, Ricard Raquel. Yeah, if you look back to the uh, 2011 uh, entry draft, it's it's um, it's the stuff of nightmares for Leafs fans, to be honest. It was uh, they traded they traded up their pick, like their first and second round pick. I think they traded them up to move up to take Tyler Biggs, who's never played an NHL game. And the picks that they gave away were like 26th and 33rd or something. And who did that become? John Gibson and Ricard Raquel. Yeah, so good trade. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Anaheim definitely won that one. And also they obviously won the game winning 5-2. So that's awesome. <sighs> but I have seen Ricard Raquel um, in person. Like, you know, I've gone to a few Ducks games whenever I'm in LA. And he's the kind of player that, I don't know. He reminds me a lot of uh, when it, whenever I would see Yaga, like just he's got a big butt. <laughs> I wasn't looking at his butt, <laughs> uh, but the hands, man. Like, oh, he's got great hands. Oh, he can he can do a, a backhand roof better than anyone, and from any position as well on off any foot or whatever. It's just silky. Yeah, I just you know whenever I would see him, and uh, my girlfriend Sarah would same thing she just you know would kind of be a bit amazed by this player like and i mean shit i didn't even seen i have never seen the likes of conor mcdavid in person i'm sure that would start that's a whole nother level but um i really enjoy watching a guy like raquel play so the fact that he could have been a leaf <laughs> that really hurts because he's freaking awesome and thank god he's fucking scoring because Corey perry is doing nothing yeah like okay so i wanted to talk to you about that like what is up with that like you know typically he um i mean come on his nickname is scory perry hashtag scory perry and it's just what's going on there like you know he's only got 11 goals and 31 assists on the season that's 42 points it's not bad it's it's not bad when you think about it because he is the third uh best score he's the third leading scorer on the team you know uh behind Getzlav and Kessler but you've also got the like of Jacob Silverberg sort of nipping on his heels there a little bit um but is he having a bad season like I know he's only had uh in that from that Leafs Ducks game there's a stat that came out that he's only had four home goals this season and he normally rips it up at the Honda Center so is he having a bad season Joe or is he kind of just transitioning into an older player and becoming more of like a playmaker rather than and just letting the young guys do all the glory work uh it's it's weird normally it's the playoffs where he um chokes and doesn't score <laughs> so it's it's weird but i guess i mean they've split him and gets laugh up he's playing on the second line with raquel and nick ritchie and gets laughs playing with any other person they can find on the team <laughs> uh and so yeah i guess he's just kind of he's raquel's kind of taking over the the dominant role on the line and he's Corey perry's just kind of setting him up but he's not doing that whole kind of park himself in front of the net and just bang in all the rebounds on the power play and everything anymore that's kind of dropped off 
that's kind of gone to that must be Kessler, Kessler doing yeah, that now. Is scoring all the power play goals and that third line has kind of become their first line with Cogliano and Silverberg. So it's it's a weird. At least it's only um, you know it's only the first year of his eight year eight million dollar contract. So that's a good sign. <laughs> If he's just starting to now drop off completely off the face of the planet. Because there's all those players that are, once they start hitting 30, 31, 30. That noise is definitely you, by the way. Is I, it? Uh, I think maybe if you just uh, quickly check your um, the connection there on your mic, that might be it. There we go. Um, so professional on Puck, yeah. Once they hit 30, 31, 32, they kind of just, they all get sent to Robidaux Island. It's weird. <laughs> So, uh, just quickly aside though, on Robidaux Island, that's actually hurt the Leafs now. I heard that uh, they could have got uh, Valtteri Fupla, but uh, I'm assuming his agent warned him about the dangers of coming to the Leafs, and he went elsewhere. This is interesting because th- they were operating in um, kind of f- doing whatever the f- fuck they wanted because they were just sending all these players to do things to the miners and burying them, like McCulloch. He okayed the trade to come to the lease from from Ottawa in the FNUF trade. And then they immediately sent him, you know, the next year sent him to the minors. He played, yeah. So this season he's played, he played, I think, five games for the Leafs. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're done. Yeah. So now the the cat's out of the box and these veteran players are saying, I'm not going to go there because I'm just going to get buried. Yeah. Which is probably which is, wh- which is probably why someone like Brian Boyle said yes because you know uh, what has he got one year left on his contract or is he in a UFA? He's a UFA. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah he's purely a rental and <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> um, purely a rental, so he doesn't really he doesn't have the risk of uh, getting sent to Robida Island. It's weird, and now I mean Brooks Like is another one. Yeah. So. Lou, loophole Lou, it might be coming back to bite him now because you could get a player who could be good for the Leafs, but he doesn't want to come because it's not the team's bad anymore. It's that the management are going to fuck you over. Yeah, I, I am. I was really disappointed that they've kind of nothing happened over the trade deadline with Brooks. Like, you know, he came out, um, you know, said to the Athletic that he really wanted to. He just wanted to play. He wants to win a cup, and of course, you want to win a cup. Uh, and I was like, well, give him back to Washington. The Capitals love him. The fans love Brooks. Now, if you put him back there, I'm sure we would have got something shit, even if it was like a, what, like a third or fourth round pick. I don't really care. I just want to give someone like Brooks, like he's really, he's a great guy, very likable. You know, he's, he's one of those locker room guys. And uh, if he was back in Washington, especially now that they've gone all in by getting Shattenkirk, uh, there's a good chance he could get his cup. Yeah, I, I feel I do feel bad for him, but then I also think that he's earning four point two million dollars a year and he's engaged to Julianne Ho. So, oh my god, so I know. Just okay. Whenever you see Grease live, you just just think that's Brooks like Brooks likes girlfriend. Yeah, fiance, fiance, fiance. Yeah, she just went on a um, bachelorette party with Nina. Dobriv, Dobriv from Vampire Diaries. Not that I know this or follow them <laughs> oh, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, sure. No, yeah. yeah. You don't watch Vampire Diaries at all, Joe. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we're not we're not going to go too far into the trade deadline, actually. Let's not at all because, well... nothing fucking happened. Well, yeah, well, stuff happened, but uh, there was no blockbuster trades that Joe always uh, wants to cream himself over. So it's just not going to happen uh, anymore. Um, but 
Speaking of the athletic, we are finally going to give away uh, this subscription that we have teased for like, almost the entire length of this podcast. Yeah, I know. So, like, we put it out there and we're like, yeah, let's do this. But I guess it was maybe a little bit premature because we we're pretty new. No one knew who we were. People probably still have no fucking clue who we are other than, hey, some guys in New Zealand do a hockey podcast. Uh, it's cool, I guess. Um, and uh, thanks to Myrtle blasting out our tweet about the uh, competition, we actually did get uh, quite a few entries, quite a few good ones. Obviously, uh, they're pretty much all coming from Leafs fans, but that's okay. Uh, they have actually just expanded to Cleveland. So that includes the Indians, the Cavaliers and the Browns. Although why would you want any coverage of the Cleveland Browns? I don't, I have no idea. Uh, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read out my, the, my five picks, um, of the tweets and, uh, Joe, Joe, you're going to pick, you're going to pick the winner. Absolutely. I'm going to put all the responsibility on you. And uh, and then after the show, once it's gone up, we'll um, we'll uh, we'll tweak the person. And if they somehow in that time they couldn't wait and they actually went out and got a subscription themselves, that's awesome of you. And we'll give it to the next person. Exactly. We'll pay it forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first one is I'm gonna go. Um, this is in no particular order. Uh, this was uh, at Dylan underscore Morrow. Leo Komarov hit top right corner of net with a slap shot in the shootout. Exclamation point. Now, of course, the question was, how did Joe lose uh, in the NHL 17 challenge? This is the last one we've played uh, in a while. We've kind of retired it because, um, well, Joe needs a break. Yeah, I keep losing, so I need to go to the minors, keep playing more, and um, skill up. Exactly. You might even be in the ECHL at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the NZIHL. Oh! <laughs> um, uh, next one is Ryan S1195. Uncle Leo sniped at top shelf to surprisingly win the shootout for the Leafs. Uh, next one, at Leadership Leaf, Joe lost in a shootout to the Leafs nonetheless. Uh, at PP Aston Villa, this guy is an Australian, actually. I looked up. He's from Perth. So that's kind of cool. Perth hockey hockey fan. I'm, I'm into that. Um, his tweet was, Freddie stood tall, then uncle closed his eyes and blazed for home. Unrealistic finish, to be frank. Was it to be fair? Maybe to be, to be fair. To be Maybe. fair. To be, yeah, whatever. And then the last one is at underscore Marlan. <laughs> this always cracks me up. Marlander Thews. Uh, so that's a mix of Mana, Nylander and Matthews. Um, so obviously that he's the greatest Leafs fan there is. Uh, his tweet was he lost because the Leafs are actually good, which is a reference to Jeff Lear's popular hashtag. Uh, the Leafs are actually good. So th- I guess the thing is, um, I'm gonna even though that guy's got the probably the greatest handle we've seen in a long time, Marlandethus. Uh, he didn't actually mention how I lost, so he's eliminated. He's eliminated? He's eliminated. Okay. So I'm going to go, my my winner is going to be at Leadership Leaf because he mentioned my name in it. Oh, so, yeah, I suppose he is the only one that actually mentioned your name. Yeah. So mm. Joe lost in a shootout and it's kind of topical as well to the least nonetheless, which is because they can't win a goddamn shootout. That's true. And, um, well, I mean, there's this whole thing at the moment about the, about the shootouts how much they suck and everything. And uh, yeah, so congratulations at Leadership Leaf. We'll uh, tweet you later on and let you know about your fortune. Should we <laughs> We should, should we just tweet him the link to the episode and say, listen, 
for a surprise. Oh, what make him listen for it? Mm. I suppose it's early on. He doesn't have to listen to the whole damn show. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let's do that. It's a good idea, actually. Um, so we're finally giving that away. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And uh, I hope that people, um, I hope more people listen, listen, watch, read The Athletic, read The Athletic. That's what you do. <laughs> and um, speaking of reading, Interesting um, article came up on uh, Vice Sports the other day about the Hartford Whalers. Yeah, and you tweeted me this link, and um, I just kind of—I don't know what it is. I—I I really. I, I told you, I told you it was homework for this episode. Yeah, and, and my girlfriend gave me shit because she was like, "That's a bit mean, sitting homework." <laughs> no, it's um, I—I I don't know what it is. I really like the—I like the Whalers. I've got a soft spot for the Whalers. I think it's—I saw a game when I was first getting into hockey, and they were playing. They were playing like the lightning and they came back and won five four and I think Shanahan scored a scored a goal or maybe Jeff O'Neill or something like that. And it was just the unis, I like the uniforms, I like the Brass Bonanza song that they play when they score goals and <laughs> they played in a mall, which was really weird. So I don't know. It's just the uniform when you look at it, like they're not, but uh they've got like an original six vibe about them. Yeah, it's that it's I don't know, I like the combination of grey, blue and green. I don't know what it is, but it's... Plus, that logo is pretty iconic by now. Yeah, it's I very mean, cool. I mean, Snoop Dogg wore it at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> Get up in this moment, like, beep! <laughs> Snoop Dogg at the All-Star Game, what a legend. <laughs> uh, I mean, so the whole idea of it is, um, obviously, the New York Islanders could be in a little bit of trouble um, as far as where they play in a couple of years. Um, if they get out of Brooklyn, where do they go? Um, do they Do they move? You know, like that's crazy. Yeah, I. If it's going to happen, I I don't want it to be at the at the cost of the Islanders. I think the Islanders have got to stay. Yeah, I suppose, and um, you know, good good friend of the show, uh, John Broadbent, uh, brought up that good point um, on our Facebook page is that you would be losing a lot of that history. Mm. Um, you kind of you can't wipe that history of the '80s Islanders. You know, it's just so iconic. Uh. But God, who knows? Like, I mean, they just got to get the fuck out of Brooklyn. Yeah. So that move, I guess, move back to to Nassau, go back to the island. Back to the island. Yeah. So they, they've got a new owner and they've got, they want to spend money, which I guess they can do to upgrade the arena, get out of Brooklyn. It's a it's not a good place. I mean, Jay Z's there, but other than that, it's it's not great. Um, Jay Z and hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the only hope that Hartford really has is Carolina moving back which is a full circle <laughs> ridiculous thing they couldn't win a cup in Hartford went to Carolina won one and now they're coming back oh, that is so ironic yeah. um, and I think it would have to be it would have to be an Eastern team because otherwise that's yeah, we, s- we can't have another West team going going East it'll just skew everything even worse uh, I would love to see it happen, but I mean, I think it's all a bit of a fantasy. Um, if you want to read the article, it is up on our Facebook page and, um, don't even know if I, I can't even remember if I tweeted it, but I will do that. Yes, you did. I did tweet it. Yay. That's good. <laughs> um, it's just, honestly, there's just so much going on at the moment that I'm kind of losing track of things and I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to saying goodbye to doing wedding films uh, in a couple of weeks because I've just fucking had enough. <laughs> um, and my reward for that is I've been really good. And I've all last weekend, 
Um, you know, we went, I went to Sylvia Park to the mall. I went past EB Games. I went past JB Hi-Fi and I didn't buy a Nintendo Switch. I was very, very tempted, but I didn't. But I've decided that my reward for finishing all these wedding films, I've got like four on the go at the moment. And they actually, uh, you might not, people might not be aware or you may not even care, but whatever. Uh, there's a lot of post-production time that goes into those things. A lot of hours. So my reward is, is the Nintendo Switch. So which by the time I'm all done with the wedding films, the new Mario Kart should be out. It's a lot of pressure with um, wedding. Like I know a couple of guys who shoot photos at weddings and like... You just got to get it right. You don't fuck that up, man. Mm. Like you are going to get murdered by a crazy bride if you miss that moment of her um, that she's been waiting her whole life since she was six years old. <laughs> I thankfully haven't had uh, any bridezilla moments over the, like the two years I've been doing weddings, which is very lucky, I I would say. What's the craziest bride? Well, not craziest bride. I don't want to single down on brides, but any kind of like family members who have like cornered you saying you make sure you get that shot or make or any kind of really insane stories. I think, uh, the worst one I had was when I did, um, end of last year and it was at the, it was at the, um, it was at the reception. They were doing the speeches. And then I had one family member like, sort of like tap me and be like, you know, can you move? You're in the way for all of us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sorry, man. I'm just trying to do my job. And I moved a little bit and I'm like, I was behind kind of like a behind a pillar anyway. So I was trying to sort of be out of the way as much as possible while still getting the shot that I needed. So I got out of the way for him. And then I looked down and I see he's fucking got a handy cam in his hand. <laughs> and I'm like, so oh. he wanted you to get out of the way so he could get the shot. Yeah. So I was like, all right, <laughs> fuck you. I went back to where I was. <laughs> so that's the only really time I've had it. Most of the time they're all pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes people will drunkenly come up to you and be like, Hey, uh, I've got a message for the bride and groom. Can I say something to the camera? And you never use it. No. Ever. And that person will love you because you never used it because <laughs> they'll forever be humiliated if that part was on the film. Exactly. Uh, but I am looking forward to getting out of it and just focusing on this, the podcast. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of documentary ideas that I've, I've had uh, like on the go for quite a while, but just haven't had the time to do it. Um, and of course a lot of them are revolved around New Zealand ice hockey. Um, because, you know, I think there's a lot of awesome stories to tell, which is why we have this podcast, but, um, you know, visually, visually as well. Uh, and speaking of New Zealand hockey, uh, while I was in the mall, I, uh, you know, I went to a porter, had those delicious, delicious fries. I tweeted out that I think a porter fries are better than KFC fries. That's a massive call. I, I straight up believe it because well, KFC fries, they're good. Like the seasoning is good, but they're always soggy. Yeah, yeah, unless you get it just freshly, those freshly cooked ones. Yeah. But and then you got to get the seasoning, you got to ask for extra, extra, extra. Whereas extra a porto, it's just like you've got it. It's just, it's the same every time. It's so tasty. No gravy, though. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, while I, yeah, while I was in the mall, went to the bathroom, and <laughs> I didn't take a photo of it because that's kind of weird and you just get weird looks. But, um, I saw advertising for the Ice Blacks tournament, you know, uh, getting people, you know, trying to encourage people to buy tickets. Above the urinal. Above the urinal. Right. Yeah. So it's an um, interesting approach. I don't know. Um, Was there any, is that their sole business model they're going for now? 
Aren't the only advertising? Well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny that because we don't have the facts on that. But um, yeah, it was just a lone poster in the bathroom at Sylvia Park. Would there be advertising in the female toilets as well? Because it's a very sexist move. To I should have. I should have asked my girlfriend to put check them in the males. Did that would have been kind of weird. I don't even know what the advertising is like in a girl's bathroom. Um, because obviously they don't have urinals. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I've always wondered how those how effective those things are because, you know, when you go to the movies and stuff, like they're there everywhere uh, and they, but half of them are filled with um, advertising, av- advertisement from the advertise, advertising saying company. Advertise here. Yeah, yeah, saying, look how effective it is. I was like, well, if it's <laughs> so effective, why are so many of them filled with your shit rather than actual clients? Um, but hey, if... If, if that's what uh, the New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation is spending their um, advertising budget on, I hope it works. I hope that gets people that need to pee going to the games. Yeah, hopefully it's... Because <laughs> that is everyone. That is everyone. Hopefully and it's... Uh, everyone needs to pee. Everyone does need to pee. Everyone does need to pee and poo. That <laughs> reminds me of... Uh, I was in... When we were in Wellington, I was in... Uh, after the cricket game, I went into one of the bar's toilets and it was like, what is that on the ground? What? And there was a piece of poo. Oh on, my god! On the ground, <laughs> and I was like, "That can't be poo, surely." S- Sorted out, Wellington. And then I retraced the um, like breadcrumbs. You're kidding. From the it was in front of the, one of the mirrors, like the hand basin. So I retraced it into the stall that it came out of, and I was like, "Okay, this is actually real. Someone's <laughs> like somehow got it on their foot and walked it all the way out into the main area." So I got out <laughs> my phone and started. I wanted to take a video to show the guys. Um, and then some guy came in and I was just this random dude in a toilet filming. <laughs> oh my God. It was very hard to explain. Did you? And no, I just uh, immediately turned off the phone and walked out. <laughs> He's like, who's this pervert? Luckily I wasn't branded in, um, a uniform of a commentary team. So he had no idea who I was. No, that's, that's very, uh, lucky, but uh, speaking of commentary teams, um, cricket season's over now, so I finally get you back. Yeah, it's um, it's good to be solely focusing now on the on on the podcast and the NHL season. At least uh, until the rugby starts. Well, the rugby's already started. Well, the All Blacks kind of. Uh, right. So you guys do the All Blacks as well. Well, we did last year, so we may again. So would you go hard? I think it's like, I think you get too close to the mic. I think that's, I think, I think the microphone can't handle your ginger beard, which is, it's back by the way, everyone. Yeah, no, I need to shave again. No, please don't. Um, I, I, I wonder if, uh, the ACC would go hard with the Lions tour. I assume you guys probably would. It's pretty big. It is. It's going to probably the, I mean, you'll, you'll have to get blasted by it as well in, uh, news in the news medium. Um, yeah, it's going to be the biggest story of, the winter really it's gonna be everywhere i mean you know hundreds of thousands apparently all the hotels and apparently there's just such a lack of accommodation that um now people are are encouraged to put up their places on airbnb and now there's all these things coming out that people are illegally putting their flats on airbnb without the knowledge of their landlord and of course landlords are getting pissed (laughs) so their lion's tour is uh it's throwing up a lot of curveballs here for auckland i think that's um it's a if you can get away with it, putting your rental property on Airbnb is quite a genius move. Yeah. But it's when the landlord looks on Airbnb about renting something and they see their own house, you know. 
yeah, that's it's not good. That's going to be an awkward uh, conversation, <laughs> especially when it's more than what you're paying a week to rent here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, freaking wow! How did we get into rugby chat? I don't know. Um, so, you know, a few weeks ago we uh, we talked about you being such a hard ass on Uber, mm-hmm. and uh, I gave you shit because you uh, you say you quite frequently give drivers three star ratings no no i only i that was the first time i oh, gave okay. i gave them one. and that, that was a guy who was kind of awkward yeah yeah uh valentine's so, day special oh that's right go listen to it <laughs> yeah that's right that's when we uh we did a podcast on valentine's day instead of hanging out with our loved ones um now a couple of weeks ago actually not long after we gave gave you a bit of shit for that i had my own three star uber experience and I was coming home from work. I was, you know, it was one of those days. Normally I take the train, but it was one of those days where you just want to get the fuck home. And uh, we, I got the Uber. Sarah's there with me. And this guy, young guy, I think I kind of burped into the mic there. I'm really sorry. Um, young guy. And he's sort of like, he's paying no attention, right? Like he's got, he's got his phone up with Google maps open. He's screaming through the streets, but he's paying no attention of really where he's going. Um, and he'd missed a couple of turnoffs. He's blasting through speed bumps. And, uh, there's a lot of speed bumps near my house. It's really annoying. I don't know why it's not like there's a school around here. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know. It was, it was one of those experiences where you kind of didn't really feel safe. And, and again, like I said, you know, he didn't really know where he was going. So I could get out of the car and I look at Sarah and I was like, three stars. Do I give him three stars? Do I do it? And she's like, yeah, that was, that was a three star ride. So how good did that feel? It felt empowering. Mm. And of course, at the same time, you're being really nice to the guy. So he's, so he'll give you five stars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and then- a, it's a real dirty maneuver, but man, it feels good when you just punish. Because you get out and go, thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, really good. Thank you. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> Drop that bomb. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It did feel pretty uh, liberating. Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, I know I hear, because you're on your lunch break, um, we shared an Uber together from yeah, and town. You, and I was waiting to figure out what would happen. But because you booked it, you got to rate it. I got no rating. Well, see, I haven't done that yet. Shall we Shall we rate it now? Um, I, I, because, yeah, so Uber has given me the power to do the rating and not share the responsibility with you. But I want to share that responsibility. I think he was good. I think he's a five-star. He was nice. Yeah. You got there pretty quick. Yeah. And, and if th- this, this is okay. So I'm giving five stars and I'm also saying expert navigation. Uh, I always just go excellent service. I feel that sums up everything. Well, yeah, it kind of does. But I feel like if he, if I can get into a car, uh, into an Uber and I don't have to pay attention to where he's going and I just know he's getting there. I feel like that's the expert navigation to me. Um, and of course, this shows how bad my mass is sometimes. So bad that I, I almost failed four form mass. I got 51%, but that's because my teacher sucked. Um, we uh, we shared the ride, obviously, and uh, I got the receipt and it was like $6.30. I was like, holy shit, that's like my cheapest Uber. And you're like, um, that's because we shared it. It wasn't your shiningest moment. No. <laughs> and uh, in this pod. Very, very quickly realized that. Um, but hey. That's fine. This kid is disgusting. 
I just wanted to push the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a while. Um, now, actually, uh, I went to go see Strassman um, over the weekend. I uh, sort of. Will you put me in a funny place and post it on Facebook? <laughs> so that's that's uh, Teddy Bear. I got one of the I got one of the little mini uh, Teddy Bears that talk. He's quite cute. Pick me up and let's take a selfie. <laughs> and the ironic thing is, his show, this is Strassman. Uh, his show was all about how. Uh, we're on our phones too much, too much screen time, and it's sort of ta- um, it's taking away our imagination. Uh, and yet, the little talking titties, um, there's a lot of social media themes there. I'm scared. I want my bear, teddy bear, teddy bear, bear. <laughs> He's quite cute. See, I I grew up watching Strassman. He had the show on like I think it was Channel Two in the early 2000s. Yep. That was and pretty was, good. He was like a um. It was weird. It was like New Zealand was where he was really massive. Yeah. Uh, I guess because he came here for the comedy festival in like the late Never 90s. Left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an American, but shit, he might as well live here. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. He's touring the country at the moment. Um, go check him out if you can. And of course, the comedy festival is coming up. Um, there'll be a lot of... I always like going to that every year. It's kind of like a thing with Sarah and myself because that was actually our first date. Oh, romantic. Well, our first official date was um, to go see Arj Barker uh, at the comedy festival, which most people probably know him from um, Fly the Concords. He... Um he had some very good scenes in that first season of Flight of the Concords. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very, he was like the, was he the flatmate? Nah, no, no. He, he ran that store. Grocery store, yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, he'd always come in and... Call them Australians. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, actually, no, I think that was, that was another character. Dave was just, he ran the, I think it was like a pawn shop. Not, not P-O-R-N, but P-A-W-N. Right. Yeah. I, I honestly, I can't even remember. Like, it's been so long ago since I've watched Fly Concords. I wish it was on uh, Netflix because I'd watch it all the time. It's pretty awesome. Um, Speaking but- of which, we're going to answer this question. What are we watching on Netflix? Oh, yeah. So, it's this segue. is <laughs> this is a very good segue. Um, as we mentioned, we're obviously trying to cram as much pop culture into the show as we possibly can because I kind of I feel like we haven't really uh, done that much in this whole time that we've existed, despite the fact that it says that in our bio. Um, and this is, this is a question that has been in our Google Doc from day one. What are you watching on Netflix? You go, Joe. Last week, uh, well, my, my girlfriend binged through it all in like about three days, but I dropped in and out in between the cricket and working and things. But it was one of those things where you kind of, you know what happens in the end, um, so you didn't have to see everything. But it was the, uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. serious? So, so this so isn't good. the document. This isn't the, the ESPN one. No, it's the... Uh, the the TV drama with Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, and it was just so good. I mean, it was one of those things, like you say, you kind of, you know what happens, so you don't get spoiled at the end. But it was um, very gripping TV, and I recommend that to anyone, as well as the ESPN one. The ESPN one is more, uh, it's probably more involving and like historically true, I guess, because it's all. Crime, well, it should be <laughs> yeah crime scene photos and actual reports with people whereas the other one's got ross from friends playing um the kardashian dude which is a bit weird um, wait wait really yeah which uh um what is it rob no no that's the son oh, rob, the um, um 
I don't know what his name is, but the the guy that um the father of Kim and Courtney and I was Chloe. Like, Chris? No, that's the mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um But their their original dad before um this, she, this clearly goes to show that I don't bef- watch the Kardashians. Before Chris married Bruce. Um yeah, the original, the, oh, I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, how he got famous was the, the, um, the OJ Simpson trial. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, actually, I feel quite glad that I don't know the inner workings of the, um, Kardashian family. That makes me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> um, now, something I'm going to blame a little bit here on you, Joe, is, um, you know, with the taking, taking back Sunday, uh, in the country next week. And that show was originally meant to be at the power station. And of course, now it's been moved to the King's Arms, which of course is a lot smaller than the power station. You think it's because people like you aren't, uh, keep forgetting to buy tickets? Uh, probably, um, which I still have yet to buy my ticket. <laughs> um, but I can't wait for the gig. There's only, apparently there's only 100 t- uh, 120 tickets left, which makes sense. Because that means there's only like 300 people have bought them. I think what's the King's Arms? 500? Yeah, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah, so go out and buy your ticket now because it'll be a. As long as they don't play too many new songs and they play just stuff off their first three albums, I'd be happy. <laughs> just play <laughs> Make Damn Sure over and over and over. Oh, no. Nah, earlier than that, probably <laughs> tell all your friends. Just play Tell All Your Friends from start to finish and that'd be good. And um, of course, this could be one of the last times. If you're into that kind of music, um, it could be one of the last times you get to see a gig at the King's Arms because, well, some rich bastard bought it and they're knocking it down. Building apartments because we need more apartments. Well, I mean, well, we, do we, need we more actually do. Here. Yeah. It's not like Toronto where, <laughs> you know, everyone condos are going up and, you know, people aren't filling them. It's um, if you if you're not aware, Auckland is quite a. F- it's it? time for chocolates. Get out of it, Ted. I, I agree, Teddy. Uh, it's always time for chocolates. He's a he's a man after my, or a teddy bear after my own heart. Um, yeah, Auckland's fucked. <laughs> I would love to get out of here if I could, but hey, that's kind of where the jobs are, right? Um, now we are we're doing pretty well, I think, on this whole forty-five thing. I think we'll get there, um, which is awesome. Now I th- I think we need to. Let's get away from the pop culture a little bit. Um, let's get back into hockey. Um, I want to do a little bit of an update going through the uh, the standings. And one thing that sort of took me by surprise today, uh, I saw a very cool uh, um, infographic on Twitter um, made by the, the awesome team at Tim and Sid. Uh, pretty much, honestly, dude, Sportsnet is like my dream place to work. I wish I could work there, but, you know, I'm born in the wrong country. Um, really cool infographic uh, about... The Calgary Flames. Apparently, they're on quite a quite a little streak right now. They're on fire. They're on fire. Oh, I like seven it. in a row. I think they smoked someone yesterday. I think they scored four goals in the first period. So, I don't know who that was? The, the the crazy thing is here. Now you could look that out while I talk. Um, so their previous fifteen games, their record was six, eight, and one, uh, with a team save percentage of 0.887. Now, of course, you know we've talked before about the struggles of. Brian Elliott, you know, it was, it was a bit of a roll the dice move by the flames. The Islanders. That's who they beat yesterday. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought, uh, I was like, am I saying the Islanders? No, never mind. Um, yeah. And then maybe the, the Brian Elliott experiment is working because now in their last 15 games, they're 12, two and one. 
and that team save percentage has uh, bumped up to a very, very healthy, healthy, healthy point nine two four. It's amazing when um, your goalies play well, you win. I mean, shit. Who would imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing how, like, yeah, all these all these coaches that have gone on, like, um, St. Louis are now on a run. Ever since they changed, fired Hitchcock and brought in Mike Yeo. <laughs> um, Yeo. But it's kind of at the same time, Jake Allen hasn't been totally shit and is getting shout out after shout out. So it's weird how that. I still would trade his ass purely because it was fucking bad. Pads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I'm such a hard ass on um, the like the franchise mode in uh, NHL 17. Uh, I'm into the playoffs now. I'm playing uh, Montreal in the first round. So that'll as be, the Leafs. As the Leafs. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I, I listened on. Um, it was on Dangle's podcast. Uh, um, reporter Chris Chris Johnson was on there, and it was like you know one of my bucket list things is to report on a Leafs. Habs playoff series just you know imagine the just craziness around that you know it's uh for you know people back home that aren't so aware of that kind of uh that rivalry there you know it's i guess you could akin that to the all blacks and the wallabies yeah and yeah Springboks maybe yeah um it's gonna be hard for that to happen this year though i guess it might have to be in the second round because if the Leafs get in, they're going to either get in the second wild card or the third in the division. Oh, God. Can you imagine if they so get Washington? The in the first round. Yeah. Imagine getting Washington in the first round. Whoever whoever is unlucky enough to get the Caps in the first round, you might as well kiss your uh, But chance. it's also like shit for the whoever, whoever wins the Atlantic gets the Rangers. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Eh? <laughs> so it's just like they're almost like they've got eighty. Fuck, I don't even know. So many points ahead of the second wild card, and they're basically a a first seed in their own hmm. metro division. So I just want to quickly run um, run through the run through the standings. Obviously, uh, in the metro, you got Washington, uh, Columbus, and Pittsburgh up the top there, top of the Atlantic. You got Montreal, Ottawa, and Boston. Now, uh, the Atlantic division is sort of uh, Montreal have sort of you know picked things back up a bit now. They were uh, they they were kind of they had a chance of maybe being overtaken by the Leafs of all of all teams. Um, but they're on 82 points. You've got Ottawa on 76 and you got Boston um, on 74. Now keep in mind that Ottawa have three games on Montreal. So there's a very good chance that Ottawa uh, actually become the top team in the Atlantic. Now in the wild card spots for the Eastern conference, you got the Rangers and the Islanders. So, you know, that's, that's pretty good for Island uh, for New York fans. And, um, I think the Rangers are pretty safe. They have 84 points and then the Islanders have 71. The The Leafs are behind them with on well, one point less on 70 and you got the uh, Panthers on 69 and the Lightning are coming yeah, back a little bit. they're ripping it up. Yeah, so they're on 68 and you got the Flyers there on 68 as well. Uh, Buffalo on 66, you know, they are potentially still in it. You never know. Um, and then you've got Carolina, the Devils and Detroit. I would say all three of those teams, I would they're say gone. They're, they're gone. They're gone. Now, in the central, you've got the mighty, mighty uh, Minnesota Wild at the top there with 90 points. Chicago got 89 and Nashville with 73. Top of the Pacific, you got San Jose, 83, Edmonton with 78 and the Ducks on 76. 
First wildcard spot, as we mentioned before, goes the Calgary Flames, 76 points as well. And then the Blues there in last spot, 69. Behind them on what with one point less is uh, the good old Alley Kings. And also uh, you got the Jets there on 66. So there's a good chance there that, you know, there's, there's going to be a bit of a fight still there in the West. Um, I think Vancouver have a slim chance. Don't really see it happening. And then Dallas, Arizona, and of course... Why do we even bother mentioning Colorado? Um, the old drop pass on a breakaway. Shit. Oh, honestly, I just don't know what is up with that team. They're not being coached very well. The GM, fucking Joe Sackick, just because you were an NHL legend does not mean that you're going to be awesome in the front office. Um, I think there could be a lot of changes happening there in the offseason. It'll be really, really interesting. And speaking of GMs, the GM meetings are happening at the moment. Um, we'll get more into this next week when more details are out, but they're having some crazy kind of fantasy thing, throwing ideas around about uh, how the game could be, you know, what it could look like in five to 10 years. And one thing to take from that is they sort of brainstorm this idea of changing where the face-off circles are, taking out the two that you have in the in the in the zones on each end uh and replacing it with one in the middle and i personally i think that's kind of fucking stupid uh apparently it's, it would help generate more offense and have less puck battles but really it's kind of dumb um so yeah that's the gm meetings we'll talk about that more next week uh there's we're trying to get a lot of people on the show um you know we've got a lot of people that want to come on we've got anatoly and uh, gunther from the nzhl we've got steve reed from the new zealand ice hockey federation of course we need to recreate the magic with our buddy justin daigle we will be looking at doing that we've got cam green hope coming on soon to talk about uh, wrapping up the BHL season. The the finals are happening at the moment. So if you're in Auckland, go check that out. Uh, FHL as well, I should mention that. Mm-hmm. And um, Grace Harrison, absolutely freaking destroying it playing college hockey uh, in the States, Division One, And she's been nominated for Goalie of the Year by ECAC Hockey, which is freaking awesome. I'm trying to get her for an interview. Would love to do it live. Um, but of course, obviously, time difference and school commitments make that a little tricky. So might have to be pre-record. Sorry, buddy might not be able to get you in there as well uh unless you're looking for more ways to get rid of me from this pod <laughs> yeah. just trying to like slowly get me off the podcast yeah um anyway we're gonna end the show this week uh with i i'm really enjoying um and now obviously we we ended the show last week with that austin matthews track um I, i'm quite enjoying playing this music obviously we're not going to do big names because we'll get slapped with a fine and get punched in the face by apple but um, I like I like um, highlighting independent artists. So if you are an independent artist, band, whatever, um, rapper, uh, honestly, we're open um, to ideas here. But if you have an awesome track that you want us to, to highlight, uh, send it to us at puckgearpodcast at gmail.com. And if we like it, we'll feature you. Uh, so this week, um, it is Fire for Glory again, which is the band that opened our show. Uh, they have this awesome, they brought out an awesome cover of the Killers classic, Mr. Brightside. Um, so check this out, and we will Puck Here Podcast. See ya! Puck Here, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. I never